episode number 60 of Lucha World Podcast. Hello, this is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond with uh, Frito Esparza. Frito and the Freak have returned. I am back from Europe. You remembered the show name. Can you believe it? And on the first try, too, see yes. what, see what uh, a good intercontinental vacation will do. Yeah, I was like... Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. My trip was totally bitchin'. You went and saw Santo Jr.'s debut, right? In London? I guess I was there when he debuted, but I did not see it. Uh, it's so weird that so much happened that that week. Yes! And, yes. like, Santo... I didn't realize it until you were... I think it was your first day over there? The fir- and, and the first day we were there. It was on a there. Friday, that, or Thursday. Day you know, we went there. We got there just um, less than a week after the Brexit uh, proposition passed. Yeah. The very first day we were there, our friend uh, David, who had been to London several times, uh, were, was, you know, showing me and Elena around. And we walked to Trafalgar Square and... We hear all this cheering and booing, and we thought, is there a soccer game going on? And we walked right into a protest against Brexit passing. <laughs> and when I say a protest, uh-huh. miles oh, and geez. miles of people. and uh, Worse than that teacher's um, protest here a couple of years ago? Well, that's the amazing part. <laughs> I was like, I think we, that was the last protest we had here in L.A., wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, what a mess. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well, no, this is what was impressive was we later found out there were over 30,000 people at this Jeez. protest. There was, like, there was, I, th- I saw, like, one sign of trouble, and it wasn't even bad. It was just one of the protesters just, you know, trying to piss off the cops, and they kept their cool, and they were passionate about it. You know, they were waving their signs. They were angry, but, you know, uh, they and the police seemed to have a mutual respect for each other, which I, I said, hey, I love the way they do things there. <laughs> so that was a nice introduction. Uh, and, yes, we had afternoon tea on Elena's birthday. We went to Edinburgh, Scotland, which stole our hearts. Edinburgh is the most bitchin' city. It, it looks like... It looks like the whole city looks like a movie set, mm-hmm. you know, taking you know some northern European, you know, something in the 17th century. So it's really archaic looking, but it is such a hip town. It is like a really fun place. Be you a tourist, a resident, a family person, or a hipster, we just went crazy over Edinburgh, especially Frankenstein's Bar and Grill. <laughs> That was a cool spot. It a lot like of drinking. <laughs> you spent a lot of drinking during your. Not vacation. as much as uh, I have in the past. No. Uh, no, actually, I didn't do that much drinking. I, I think one. Night, you went with you went with more people, right? Yeah, was, yeah. We was, went just... with our friends Diane Zane and then uh, her uh, sister Donna and David, who was the guy who was showing us around. Oh, it's okay. it's kind of cool having somebody who'd been there before. Yeah. Show you around. So, anyways. Uh, awesome trip it's great to be home though i must say and although i could get used to that cruise ship eating yes <laughs> i gained seven pounds uh, oh seriously i did oh. seven pounds uh, so right before i left i had sent you my article on yes and, and the last podcast we did we actually i think we might have brought it up during the podcast we where, did. where you said you would send it on a Thursday, Friday, and I said, no, you're not going to send it on a Thursday or Friday. 
it's going to be on a Sunday or maybe not even <laughs> until after your vacation. That shows we've known each other a long time because you know my patterns. Yeah. Because it was almost to the day, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I think it was like, I think it was on a... <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it was the day before. And I was like, oh, great. I guess I better put it up before before you leave. And, actually, it was two days before, I think, because I, I told you I would post it the next day. And then yes, that's right. That's right. I, and I was like, I was racing the clock. I have a really awesome wife, Elena totally understood I wanted to get this done before the trip. There was mm. no deadline or anything, but this is one of those things I've been kind of pecking at for a long time now, and yeah. I know if I let it go another month, I'm just going to let it you know, the cycle repeat itself and I'll never get it done. So I said, I want to get this done before our trip. I did, and I want to thank the people who took the time to uh, either write me and uh, you know, say they dug it, and I also want to thank uh, the people who actually recommend who hated people you. read no, just kidding. No, everybody hates me. Everybody hates me. Everybody who liked it, others who hated it, no. So far, I haven't gotten any negatives. Um, well, I mean, uh, you, I wrote a, you wrote an article on, on somebody that nobody really, like, there hasn't been a lot of research on. Yeah, and that... I'm, it, I'm not sure, like, in Spanish, but in English, there's nobody that's... Well, in fact, that... Actually, you're, what you research, there's nothing on. Before yeah, you, like, I, you know, and it was that. one of those things where it wasn't like this kayfabe secret... Yet, at the same time, it did seem like, in his later years, he adopted this... Because there, there was some... I have seen some of that stuff mm-hmm. written. Like, I think Steve might have written a little bit about, like, some of the his time here in the U.S. But it wasn't, like, as... It wasn't as detailed as what right, you... Right, right. Well, yeah. and that was one of the surprises. Because Steve, Steve was doing a lucha and all this other stuff. Yeah. Well, that was one of, one of several surprises along the way, because I was originally just trying to find out... Why, you know, because every bio I read on him, including Lucha Mags, they say nothing about his post-wrestling career, but that he died in yeah. Memphis. And I always thought, interesting. Yeah, you're yeah. like, well, what's he doing in Memphis? Yeah, because <laughs> the, way, the way they wrote about it uh, in most of the Lucha Mags was that he started in Texas and became a star in Mexico. And there's a lot more to that. He was a huge draw in the neighboring states, uh, New Mexico, Arizona. He's getting a bit of a push here in California mm-hmm. too, and I it, it it just learned a lot about this guy, and he's a really fascinating person. And one of the reasons I think I was, uh, you know, I was hesitating writing anything was I still feel like there's a ton I want to learn about. Yeah, yeah. But I thought <laughs> that could be like a year long. Yeah, I mean, because you do always find something new on somebody, like Absolutely. especially if you have all these magazines that come out. The older stuff that's coming out and all like more the boxy luchas that you already have mm-hmm. you'd have to go through everything and remember Absolutely. everything write it all down into one particular like yes you know like go yes. through it and like take oh this is for charo guayo this is for uh rio de Jalisco. i started for, doing stuff like yeah that. Like, you know I, it's like it's like yeah that's 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 more of the work that you're gonna exactly do. i i have a folder for uh charo guayo and one for jimmy el pulpo and I just started one for Vincent Lopez, who was a huge star here in California. Uh-huh. Um, but the one thing I find in common with he and Jimmy El well, I don't know if this is the case with Lopez, but in Jimmy El Pulpo's case, he was a significant draw, especially here in California, yeah. up, up until 1948. And just, he disappears from uh, like you know, the digital archives I have so far anyways uh-huh. just after the middle of 1948 boom you never hear the word the name mentioned again 
Uh, I think when I was doing some... Group- yeah, it doesn't surprise me sometimes because a lot of the Mexican guys who come to the U.S., mm-hmm. like the literature, we don't hear about them afterwards. It's like, Yeah, well, they? here's the funny thing with him. <laughs> with him uh, it, it's a variety of reasons. Thought, but well, Here's the funny thing. I found out he was actually Californian. Oh, really? He actually grew, he, uh, grew up in Fresno. Well, actually, I think part of the time he's in Mexico, but he is a native Californian. And it sounds like there's some debate about Aguayo, too. Uh, it sounds like Aguayo was born in Mexico, but there were several references to him growing up around Los Angeles. He was probably born in Mexico and moved over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when he passed away, they listed all his survivors. They just listed all his siblings, and all but one of them uh, lived in was, California. Oh, so. wow. Uh, and the, but yeah, Jimmy El Pulpo was a Californian, and it's just odd that I think I found one nostalgic reference to him uh, written by a guy who was uh, writing about a theater. I think it was around Visalia that was being torn down, a really old place. And you know, he talks about having memories of seeing wrestlers, you know, like uh, Strangler Lewis, Jimmy El Pulpo. <laughs> but I, I hear. It's still a mystery to me. So if anybody out there, uh, probably not a lot of people who are looking for the octopus man, uh, <laughs> but if anybody is... I always find it weird when we do that, where we, if anybody had, like, I think maybe like four or five people, I mean, there's the, the four or five people that would yeah. know, probably do enough research yeah. where they would find but it. I, so. well, one of the guys who actually uh, will email me here and there is Rock Rims, uh-huh. who does the Olympic Auditorium site, and... Yeah, it has to be the historian that yeah, would find that stuff. Yeah, and I, I, I enjoy it when I come across somebody who, you know, is, you know, mad about the rest, you know, history of wrestling yeah. as I am. And so, <clears throat> if by chance, I know it's a slim chance, but anybody out there has anything, you know, fun uh, or any good recommendations of some archives that can be searched, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and we should thank the late Jack Pfeffer for what appears to be his uh, lifestyle as a pack rat because <laughs> I always see his it's his, always his or, stuff yeah always his correspondence on every on whether it's David Bickenspan or Tom Burke it seems like most of the historical articles especially correspondence are all to or from Jack Pfeffer and I can only imagine that the dude must have saved every piece of paper he had and how it got put in a, a university library rather than torched I think I we. Know, I, but I think us talking about Charo Aguayo and um, Jimmy Apupo makes us the podcast with the oldest information. I mean, because I don't think anybody else. I think Carl Stern might yes, be. Carl the Stern would be. Yeah, would be the only one. I think he'd be the only one. Yeah, because everybody else is like maybe 50s, 60s. I think that we're already reaching 30s or 40s. Oh, I know. But, that, <laughs> but that's what's so fascinating. It's weird. It was such a. It, it was. It was such a cool time because yeah. lucha was coming in into its own in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, as far as a, one stable organization. Yeah, the Luderotes, and yet there were a lot of uh, stars who, well, like Aguayo, and who was the other one? There was another one that they were pushing really huge. Jack O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those. We well, you know how Charo Aguayo. They had him dressed up in the the Charo outfit and uh-huh. said he was served with Pancho Villa. Yeah, you know, I I, I hope it's true. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna I name hope it's true, but name have... random names. Mario Lopez. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, you think everybody's like Mario Lopez, the guy from Saved by the Bell. And it's like, <laughs> no, there probably wasn't another Mario Lopez. 
Well, well, you just when, go with Lopez, throw in whatever Lopez. When I when I, when I started uh, searching Vincent Lopez, I had to specifically put down professional wrestler because <laughs> yes. there was both a boxer and a, a band leader. That happened that to me with somebody else also, and I was like, well, I don't want the band leader. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but it was another luchador that's not from like he's one of the one hundred that the list. Yeah, yeah, the and it's a name that yeah, and many it's like yeah, and it's like everybody has that name. It's like including oh, other celebrities. Oh, how about uh, Octavio Ganoa? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, We're just going to name all the There were were two people. There was, I can't remember who the other guy besides Charles Guy was, but I would, every now and then, somebody would talk about, uh, in fact, I think one of them is Octavio Giona and Jack Uh O'Brien. But they were talking about finally some, like, this was when uh, native Mexicans became stars as opposed to Mexicans who were made in America. Echo and Mexico. Like Firpo Segura. Yeah, because it sounds... And it sounds Dientes like... Dientes Hernandez. I like that name. That's a great Te- name. De- Teeth Te- Hernandez. I love that name. My favorite is um, Carnicero Butcher. That's a great name. <laughs> it's just the same, I love that. It's just say the same name. Carnicero Butcher. <laughs> butcher, Butcher. Carnicero, Carnicero. <laughs> yeah. I know Hadco, they had a guy years ago called Lou El Distripador. And I remember I looked up Distripador and it meant disemboweler. Oh, really? <laughs> but I guess they used it as the equivalent they prefer to Jack the Ripper. I was trying to figure out if it was, uh, you were saying Lou the Distripper or, or Lou the Distributor. I was like, which one of those? Now that's, okay, yeah. that's a gimmick. We got to get a distribution yeah. gimmick going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, that was, that was a ton of fun. And I have other stuff that I'm going to... Um, uh, be checking out. I'm, I want to do further research on Aguayo, Pulpo, Gorilla Macias, Luis Mayo, bunch of guys. Anyways, enough of uh, my traveling into the past. August 20th, Saturday, at 7 p.m. in East Los Angeles is Superboy's Birthday Bash. It's at, uh, I've heard two names for this auditorium. The Underground Auditorium, that's a cute name. It's like the UEW. Yes, and also the Clayla Arena, which Clayla is the name of the street. So if you folks are interested... I think it would be better called Clayla Arena because there's so many people running it now. It's so true. I mean, because, I mean, UIPW's there, Superboy's there, um, RIW's there. I think Steve Payne ran a show there, too. That's Um, right. Everybody's running there. The UEW promotion, Mm -hmm. though, that's the... Uh, Supremes, right? I don't know. It's a hardcore wrestling. Mm-hmm. Is it Supremes? I think it's Supremes. And like, I think there's a sixth promotion in there. It's like I know everybody who's yeah. anybody. Yeah. So it's like maybe like maybe please, even please. everybody who's nobody. Yeah. Is I think there, there's but... maybe one or two other groups that I'm forgetting. Uh, um, Super Superboy. This Bash. is a pretty loaded card for Superboy's birthday. Nicho El Millonaro will be there. The former Psicosis, Ray Horus. Los Traumas and... You just found out El Oriental. Oriental. <laughs> I was happy when you told me that. Yeah. So tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids. Superboy shows are almost always fun shows, and it's his birthday, so we, we, we will all be making yeah. merry. There should be birthday cake also. And whether birthday cake is a beautiful angle. Yes. Birthday cake angles we'll, never we'll, get old. We'll dip Superboy into the birthday Yes, cake. yes. <laughs> right? That's what we'll do. 
So I have been away and yeah, I have missed a, so much. For about a month and it seems like that week that you left is when everything happened. Actually, the day that I posted your Charles White mm-hmm. might have been the day that... Um, that Thunder died. Thunder passed I was away. at the airport when I read Yeah, that. yeah. Because I posted your article on, a, I think, on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then I did... Um, and then your um, Thunder passed away on... That's Thursday. right, because I saw it Thursday morning, which was on the 30th when we were leaving. Yeah. And then we were at an area in the airport where we had free Wi-Fi, so I just... Because he had been... He, Satanico mentioned he was ill like a week or two prior to that. Oh, right? oh so he did mention that. Yeah, he, he, mentioned, that. he mentioned it like keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what's going on? And um, I think Cups fan did a, or somebody did a a Twitter or Google search on on um, Thunder. Mm-hmm. And they found out that, um, I think they I think they might have used his real, his, I don't know if his real yeah, maybe name. Maybe they Googled his real name. Yeah, or something. Obituaries. Yeah. Wow. No, not the obituaries. They found the, <coughs> what was wrong with him. Oh. That he had cancer. Stomach wow. cancer. Because I guess this was something that was being discussed in the wrestling um, community mm-hmm. th- from Australia, and that's when that's when like it's weird because we didn't have any information on Thunder. Remember how you would talk about he had been in wrestling for six, seven years mm-hmm. at the time that he debuted for um, um, CMLL, and like nobody could f- find out any information. So then, it was like are, yeah. Then, then like talking about the 1930s and lack of information. Yeah. So it's like, and then like, and age. then it's like, all we had to do was like search for um, Australian wrestling, like maybe mm-hmm. like, and I don't, I don't know because I think you had to find like somebody who teamed with them. And now with social media, I think it became more popular the last year or two that more people are getting into Twitter and stuff like that. And that's really where you're going to. Well, find I bet a, you there's a, th- a thriving indie scene there, just like there is here. And actually, there's. I don't know. I think. Um, I think news. I don't know. Um, Johnny Idol said there wasn't a lot. Oh, because I remember. He's in, cause he's I wrestling remember, in Australia. Uh, we talked about this how some of the Thanks, New Zealand. some of the local indie boys, especially the younger ones, are saying like, "Why don't we get more coverage of our indie shows?" In yeah, Australia? No, no, in California. Oh, but, California. But a lot of the indie guys think that that they're on the map already. That everybody knows they're there. Yeah, and there's but it really hundreds and hundreds of indie. Yeah, yeah, and then that's like. It, they're going to go based on level of importance. Exactly. You like know, if you're in LA, the first groups that are going to get wrestling gorilla. pro wrestling gorilla, and then uh, maybe like EWF probably. Yeah, I mean, as far I, as, I was like, as, I was like, who's that? As <laughs> as like, oh, yeah. that's Jesse's yeah, promotion. Jesse yeah, yeah. Uh, EWF, then maybe UIPW because they're yes. bringing, and you know the lucha promotions that bring in big names. Mm-hmm. Then you go get to the like the lower level type of groups. Yes, and then there's some groups that were really popular at one point that really kind of like let themselves slip and stuff. So and some who kind of took a quick exit, like Revolution Pro. Did yeah. they kind of Ron Rivera kind of abruptly lose interest or? If I, I might be remembering incorrectly, but oh no, I remember when just, Slammers was going. I think uh, he got he got into doing something else. Yeah, and then he he lost. I think he lost interest or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then um, that happened, and I mean, he died. That was like just the mm-hmm. sudden death. Well, like so. I said, I I uh, I you know saw, I saw I the the news I saw on the Observer site was uh, the one that you sent. To the observer, the translation. Yeah, I didn't send it. What? I didn't send it. It credited you. Yeah, I know, crediting. <laughs> I didn't send it. <laughs> Did you send it to somebody? I don't else? send it. I don't send anything to the observer. Or anybody. Well, so then somebody somebody credited you then. Yeah. Somebody. Dave credited me, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, it was Satanico's announcement uh-huh. of uh, it wasn't his son-in-law, but they, they were engaged, weren't they? Or I think so. I yeah, don't, I don't know. But I, they had been in a I actually for, for I, I actually first to- <laughs> for the first time felt really sad, like when I read that, like oh man, 
you know, here I am ragging on it. And he was a terrible wrestler. He's awful, but... Yeah, but that doesn't take yeah. anything away from, like, you, you know... But it sounds like know. he was a, a good yeah. guy. I mean, oh, no, I heard, I mean, like, if yeah. you hear, like, a lot of the guys, like, Ray Cometa, after his loss mm-hmm. to um, Barbara Carvernario, we'll talk about that later, um, mm-hmm. the hair match, he, um, he um, said some words about um, Thunder right afterwards. Wow. Because he said he was a good friend. And they were talking about, a lot of the guys were saying that um, he was one of those guys who, like, you know, tried to, like, keep your spirits up and oh, I was like wow. wow so he was actually like uh, he wasn't you know I think it was just because he was such a bad worker and I think his, his I think people ragged on him and I think mm-hmm. he also did, did I think I don't know I think it kind of like his um, his demeanor mm-hmm. kind of rubbed people the wrong way because you know mm-hmm. the first things you learn in Spanish are a lot of curse words mm-hmm. and I think a big guy who's slow and kind of like that's all he can say. It kind of <laughs> yes. didn't. It kind of didn't work. Because I mean, no, no, no lie. I mean, while like the smart community would be wrestling community would mm-hmm. be like all like thought he sucked. Mm-hmm. Mexican fans wanted him like on, on shows and shit. Like there were people who were like, "Oh, when is Thunder coming?" Did they back? kind of dig him in a John Strongman way? I have no mm-hmm. idea. I mean, I think they viewed him as a star, so I think yeah. that that was what it was. But I, I mean, it just seemed weird because he was gone. Like. He was gone for so long, and then you really, like, even when he wrestled, he always, like, had injuries and yeah. stuff like that. I'm guessing he was probably battling, he was battling through the... That's one of the things, because he... Although, I don't think you would be wrestling if you were battling cancer, I mean. Because you didn't, you didn't wrestle. Under, oh, God, no. You didn't wrestle while you had cancer. No, I mean, when you're... I, under... I feel I could talk about this stuff because you had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I get to I get well, ease well, you out for well, it. Well, I remember, I remember it was interesting because... Remember a few years back when Paraguayo Jr. Yeah, was yeah. He has. But everybody forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I, I, I was, I wrote something to Dave saying I don't. This doesn't make sense. If you're undergoing chemo, you should not be on yeah. a mat because your immune system is shot. Because the, the number one thing that happens is pneumonia, right? That's what happened yeah, to me. Yeah. And that was scary. That was the scariest part. It was yeah. yeah I got pneumonia, and that was just from from breathing smoke from a brush fire a few miles away wow it didn't even feel like that much but uh, within two days so that, that, I think, I'm guessing if he stopped wrestling if, if he found out he had cancer after he stopped wrestling that would explain why he wasn't around like exactly exactly then, then you can understand because it was like what February was probably his last month it that was, he wrestled in fact it, I remember when the Paraguayo thing happened Dave wrote me talking about a mixed martial artist who fought while undergoing chemo and that seemed very strange to me and I kind of Googled it like crazy, and I found out he was doing what is like an oral chemotherapy uh, when you when it's caught really soon. Yeah. And you still probably shouldn't be fighting. Um, I question the wisdom of the doctor who passed yeah. him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Mexico, so if, if that but no, this if, I mean, if, if that happened with Thunder. Yeah, but that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, but this was this, in this country. Yeah, I think it was so, Colorado, yeah, if I remember so, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was wondering if maybe... I'm guessing it must have been something sudden. Oh, that's sad, though. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, was, I was really bummed to hear it, you know. Um, that, the, and, I, and, I feel, and I feel bad for trashing his wrestling so much. But, I don't. But now, but now I guess... If I, did, if I felt bad for every person I trashed, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be... First of all, I wouldn't be doing a podcast, and I wouldn't have a website. No, the only reason I feel bad... And anybody who, like, says something like that mm-hmm. to, to me... 
don't visit my site. You know, you don't have yeah, to. If you're yeah. going to be worried about what I say about somebody. Don't visit. Well, here's the thing. If if he was an asshole, I'd say I'd just say yeah, he and passed I, away, and I'd move on. But yeah. When you read the, about the stuff about him, but we never like said we never oh, said no, anything no. about him as a person. It was all about let, him let, as a. Let's wrestler. put it this way: I don't have regrets about it. I just feel a little. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. And there were <laughs> and there were other people who. Like I know I say the same thing. Yeah. You know? uh, the other news that happened a lot, you know, actually we're gonna have. I guess some positive news about AAA today, but um, there was a bunch of bad news during the the month you were out from, yes, from AAA. Um, basically, well, Sexy Star finally unmasked. She showed up at a boxing um, show in Arena Coliseo without her mask, mm-hmm. so people finally saw her without her mask, and um, she announced she was going into boxing, so she's going to be a pro boxer now. Oh lord! So looking forward to that. I can only imagine. I mean, if the rustling thing, she was pretty much a, big, a bit of a diva. I can't imagine oh, <laughs> what she's going to be like. Well, she better have good fists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not tolerate. Yeah. So um, then, right after that, Luke's, Luke Luxor, this undercard luchador who's actually pretty good mm-hmm. um, from AAA, <coughs> re- me, revealed the story about his recent experience where he got stranded in Monterey. In Nuevo Laredo, in the Nuevo Laredo area, mm-hmm. for about a month. Basically, what happened? He had a he had a, his leg hurt. He got injured, so um, he needed surgery. So he was getting ready. He actually showed up on Conan's podcast. Mm-hmm. The podcast boom in Spanish. Conan interviewed him. A really good interview. I recommend people listen to it. Uh, so basically, what happened? He injured his leg. He told triple. He injured it bad enough where he told Triple A he wasn't going to be able to wrestle. And needed surgery. So they basically did like this whole runaround where he went to the office to set up an appointment. They didn't see him as usual. He's explaining how they right. had him waiting there for like hour, like I think it was an hour or something. He was gonna. He left. They got upset. The guy who was he who he was supposed to wait for got upset at him for leaving. When he's like, "Dude, you didn't show up for an hour. I mean, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, wait there really. the whole time?" So then, um, so then right after that. I guess they did some sort of. They had. I guess I don't know if they forgot that he was injured or what. Mm-hmm. But they booked them for a oh match Lord. in Monterey. So the, he he decided he he decided. So what they decided was, hey, well, you wrestle this match, and afterwards you'll have surgery. Oh jeez. So then he's like, okay. So he's like, he's he kind of explained to them that he was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So he basically he basically went to. Uh, he asked a friend of his who had like I guess she worked for a, a clinic or something. And she got him a, a, a knee brace yeah. so that he wouldn't hurt himself while he wrestled. So he ended up hurting himself more. So mm-hmm. he goes, gets surgery. He can't afford to get back home. Triple A, he tries to get Dorian to, he, to, like, he tries to get Triple A to help him out. They don't help him out. They just tell him to wait. Um, the promoters decide, one of the promoters, the, Cant, um, the Cantu promoters, I think mm-hmm. you might have heard of them, um, they suggest that he like ask the fans for help. So he's yes. like, "Well, you know, I don't want to beg for money or anything, but you know, there I am asking if they had if they could anything they could offer." Mm-hmm. So he said, like for a month, like fans would bring food, really That's stuff awesome. like that to help him out. Some of his friends from Mexico City, I think he was from Mexico City, wherever he's from, offered like told him that if he could get AAA or one of the promoters to pay half, mm-hmm. they would co- half the flight. They would cover the the, the other half. Because they figured a flight would be easier on his knee than a bus ride, a bus ride back home. He could they triple. I I don't know. I think AAA paid for a bus 
bus trip back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he bus be- trip back yes. Home so it became his his <laughs> oh knee got God. inflamed coming back. So he had that again. So basically, he was really pissed. He had to go back and like figure out like money issues and stuff like that. So it just became this whole mess. Basically, decided he didn't want to be back in AAA anymore. So he's like, like yeah. Him. So he's going to he's he's basically right now recovering from his knee injury. Oh, awful, man. And he's trying to decide. He's like, first of all, I got. He, he was telling Conan he has to get a real job. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta get a real job because I have a family I have to support. He's like, if my knee feels better and I'm healthy, I'm gonna get back into the ring. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I'm. But he's like, I'm definitely not going to go back to AAA, and I'm going to change my name to, um, instead of Luxor, I'm going to be... He used to wrestle as Nino, Nino de Ebano, but he's not Nino anymore, mm-hmm, so he's, he's just going to be Ebano. Ebano, Ebano okay. Ebano, so, um, so that's his story. Uh, Mini Drago quit right after all, so, <laughs> so it's like... I did, wait, I didn't yeah, hear about this. Mini Drago, I don't know why he quit. I, uh-huh. just, I just know he quit. Like, he just... And I'm like, I'm like... I was I made I was gonna make a, a, a comment on Twitter like oh mini Drago quit you know it's, <laughs> you've hit rock bottom but apparently they're having a lot of money issues. It's in amazing AAA. how AAA will have these, you know, just you know yeah, you, and rocket you, ride. Their statue will be on top the one worst, day, and the next day they seem like a a third world promotion almost. And then Luthor, the worst thing he said, he he shows up to the office mm-hmm. to like figure out what he, they could work out. He had had a previous bad experience with jo- Joaquin Roldan because mm-hmm. I, I guess Luke Luke is one of those guys who doesn't like. Um, he's one of those guys who like gets told stuff and he's not going to like. He doesn't follow as easily. Like he's yeah. going to question what why you want me there. So he, um, you know that um, they're actually going to do it. I think this in the coming days. Um, that that um, what's it called when they go to the church, the mass, and all that? What is it called in English? I know it's a uh, pe- peregris. Probably the mass. <laughs> yeah, I guess the mass. The, you know, they walk to it and all this stuff. It's a yes. mass and the oh, gathering. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, it's like I, a gathering. I don't stuff. know what it's called, but I know what you're Yeah, so um, yes. they wanted him to do it. Like, it was a couple, like, I think it was like last year or something. Mm-hmm. And he asked why he had to do it. <laughs> so, Joaquin, <laughs> I guess that, that led to him and Joaquin Roldan not getting along. Mm-hmm. So, they actually have had shouting matches in the past. Wow. So he was talking about how um, he had to talk to Joaquin Roldan to find out what, what was going to happen. He's like, because he wanted to talk to Dorian, because like Dorian's like the easier. He's like, he's like Dorian's a, a good cop. He's a sweet talker, like a, oh, okay, you know, gotcha. like Paul Heyman. What Paul Heyman? Yes. Is, one of those guys who like oh he could, yeah. he could be robbing you and putting yeah up yeah, but he's like, like but he, all the time you're smiling and thinking yeah yeah yeah. So he, so he figured at least I could talk to him and he's not going to treat me like like he's not going to yell at me. So he's like. He's like, I'm, I show up, I want to talk to Dorian, and I find out Dorian's on vacation. Oh, geez. Like, he had, like, been on a two, three-week vacation. And he's like, he's like, I know he's a boss, but he's like, come on, you're, this is your business. You're not going to be taking vacations when half your... Yes. This guy actually revealed that the, the, like, a lot of the talent is, like, there's grumblings about not getting paid and stuff like that or not making enough money. And, you know, we figured that when Lucha Underground came about, where it's like, yeah, they're not making... There's a big difference between right. dollars and... And then Phoenix uh, moved to San Diego. That's oh, a, okay. Wait, I think I've not heard... heard Taya, Taya moved to Los Angeles, okay. which I think that's normal. I mean, because mm-hmm. she's, she's not really from Mexico. But um, Phoenix moving from from Mexico to San Diego, that's an interesting... That is interesting, yeah. yes. And I guess he's been trying to find bookings in the U.S. So Wow. He's been getting a lot of bookings in the U.S. Like well, hey, the, good for us who like to see local indie wrestling. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he's getting yeah. booking outside of... The local, he's oh, I believe it. I believe it, but he's I, been in I Cle- bet you, Chicago and all I bet those you, somebody, New one York. of the local promoters here, 
Yeah, I know. I haven't. Them. I mean, but it's weird. I haven't seen like the LA. Like I've seen them in San Diego, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen them booked in LA. But I think that's because a lot of the LA groups are affiliated with um with um, CMLL. Yes, they. No, that's true. That's true. They they can use the Lucha but Underground. The indie, or the they indie they guys. use the Lucha Underground indie guys, mm-hmm. but those guys don't go to AAA. You know, right, like, like Little right. Cholo. Steve Payne, those guys aren't in. Well, like like Los Traumas, they're with IWRG. And, yeah, but that's, you know. that, they're independent. They're but, not, I mean, I they're not IWRG. Say, but, so Phoenix is Traumas aren't IWRG. They're I know, independent. But no, no, Fe- they wrestle there. That's an independent. Yeah, but I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix is AAA. Okay. Yeah. So he so remains AAA. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that's that's the reason. I'm guessing the groups could probably bring them in if they don't book them with a, you know, they book somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like if they want Phoenix versus. Ray Horace, I think they'd be okay with it. It's because Ray Horace is Lucha, Lucha Underground, and it's interesting the whole Lucha Underground connection. Because I remember whenever you hear about two promotions merging together, the the one that comes to mind the first is Roy Shire in San Francisco uh, joining a battle with Don Owens. I mean, they were co-promoting, and it just went to hell. Yeah, well, it, it, it bombed, but this is kind of a different connection. This is like a TV production, yeah, and but, a wrestling but, promotion. But you kind of notice it more and more that Lucha Underground is kind of more like distancing themselves yes. from Triple A. Yes. Although they're they're sending them talent and stuff like but that. It's, it's, it's but it's amazing that there's like this slight separation where like whoever doesn't want to work for Triple A, they can work other places and stuff like that. Yeah, and it it seems like. I'm amazed that the connection they Although I'm re- I'm really confused because of the Ray Horace thing. Because mm-hmm. people are telling me, oh, it's different with Ray Horace. But, I mean, he wrestled in Triple A's Dragon Azteca recently. Mm. And now he's going to work an indie show as um, Ray Horace against the CMLL guy in Mexico. So that's that's kind of... Oh, like, I wonder if some people... That's a little confusing. I wonder if some people... Are- and I don't know. I think he's... Is he wrestling in Triple Mania? I don't remember. Yeah, he's wrestling in Triple Mania. So that's that's where I'm, I got confused. And I'm still not sure that's going to well, happen. Also, and I know I I'm doubt- sorry. I'm sorry if the promoter thinks I'm wrong and full of shit and stuff. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, I don't let, know. let's let's preface. Uh, let's pretend like we're starting the podcast all over again and preface preface by saying we think we're right, but there's a damn good chance we could be wrong. So if you think you're, well, I said it was fifty fifty. I mean, yeah. what the what, what what more do you think fifty fifty means? Fifty fifty doesn't mean I'm I'm I don't think you're going to have him. Yeah, I said fifty fifty. Maybe he's there. Maybe he's not there. And I'm saying if you if you folks write us and say you're absolutely wrong, we will think about it and say, yes. oh, I wonder if we are. Maybe we are. Maybe we're not. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's the fifty fifty. Like it's yeah, like what if, you think we're, if you if you think we're full, we're full of shit, then, then yeah. we'll have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Tallyho. Oh, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not all bad news for AAA. Mm-hmm. They recently signed two new members to their promotion, and I know you're excited about these two. Uh-oh. Although you, I don't think you've ever heard of them. <laughs> Dave the Clown and Big Mommy have joined AAA, and now they are part of the promotion. Dave the Clown and Big Mommy. Big Mommy, who is who was in the independence as Big Mama, doing a. I guess she's supposed to be Big Mama, like the you know the the, the Martin Lawrence character. If somebody, oh my god, yeah. If somebody came up to me and said there is a promotion somewhere on on the globe that has two characters called Dave the Clown and Big Mommy. The first Big thing mommy. I say, Big mommy, mommy, Big not mommy. mommy. The first thing I would say is like, oh, DDT in Japan. Yeah. My first guess, I would. Dave the Clown is one of the. I mean, if, and you know, the sad thing, these two aren't very good. Oh, jeez. But I, I mean, Dave the Clown 
spent so much time bugging Conan on Twitter, mm-hmm. constantly like asking him to bring him to. When is he? Get, when is he's ready? I'm ready. I'm ready, Comandante. Like, so what Conan left, he recommended. <laughs> so for some reason, it took Conan leaving for him to finally make it. On How Twitter. funny! Like, oh my god! But actually, this is what his la- his he actually did a shoot like involvement in a, one a AAA show where um, he attacked one of the, I think it was Psycho Clown or something, one of the clowns. Right. Like he was doing like a fan type of thing. Like he was in the crowd. Oh, okay. And then yeah. he like kind of like tried to jump in and stuff. And it's like. Because that happens a lot in AAA. If you watch AAA TV, mm-hmm. like, if you've seen them over the years, you might have seen, like, sometimes you'll see, like, somebody entering, and, like, all of a sudden you see a random fan just showing up and, like, hugging the person that's, like... Yeah, if I see yeah, that, you, I've seen Yeah, that. so that, that sort of thing happened with Dave the Clown. Oh, how funny. Um, oh, Big geez. Mommy, I mean, I don't know, like, I have no idea. <laughs> this is one of those, you lose Luke, Sco- Luke, Luke Luxor and, like... Yes. All, and Phoenix maybe getting less bookings, and you add these people, it's like, uh So, rather than watching AAA... I just want to hear your updates, and yeah. I'm more inter- interested just in the whole business side of it, and I would love to know what actually is going on deep inside there. You know? Yeah, so do you want me to run down the Triple Mania lineup or keep going in random order? <laughs> <laughs> random, like, just keep going to random shit. Yeah, keep going to... Well, well, let me ask... No, I'll do Triple Mania, then and we'll talk about CML. Yeah, I'm going to ask, is this something that people are excited about? Or Big do- Mommy and um, Dave the Clown? <laughs> oh, Triple Mania. <laughs> Nobody's excited about Dave the Clown and Big Mommy. Yeah, but I've got... I've, if, you, if, you, if you are excited about that, you have problems. When you... I was going to say, when you, uh, when you say Triple Mania... I suddenly get this, like, Pavlov dogs, like, nausea-type feeling. Yeah, from the last year? From the last year, yeah. Did you watch that after all? Or? Yeah, I, it, it was the first pay-per-view in ages that I watched you ordered while it, right? it was happening. Yeah. And I just sat there with my jaw slack saying, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. I, I would have believed it was a small indie fed who had never done a pay-per-view before. Yeah. But I'm just sitting there watching, like, wow. <laughs> so, well, this show this show has better ma- some a couple of better matches. Mm-hmm. But, like, the main event's kind of, like, not something that's... It's been done so many times in, like, the last year. It's, like... And that's... Uh, Psycho Clown versus um, Pagano. And oh, a hair oh. versus mask match. Oh, yeah. Pagano, for men, those of you who don't know, he's, like, this dude who, like... He was the hot indie wrestler. Like, picture, like, um... I'm guessing John Zandig. Somebody mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Somebody like that who got hot just from doing death matches. Right. Not hot, but recognized... Because I mean, I don't even think. I mean, Zandig basically ran, ran his, runs his own ran his own promotion, didn't he? Like CZW. Well, also you get noticed for something specific, yeah. like hard, like hardcore. Like I, I, I knew people who didn't know wrestling much, but they thought Sabu was the greatest thing they ever yeah. saw. But they didn't know. I think Sabu over Pagano. Would well, be. yeah, but, but you know the point I'm, I'm making is somebody who doesn't watch wrestling all the time, they see something that crazy. Yeah. So yes, think this is the most insane guy. Yeah, ever. we got to see him. I mean, if you're seeing a guy like throw people through barbed wire and stuff like that mm-hmm. I and mean, there's going to be some fans that are going to be attracted to that like yeah. going to watch because there's you know people like to watch horrible shit you know like yeah. like it's like the what's that thing with the cars where you're the car accident you're always oh the smash up dirt yeah when you end up looking at the no when you start when you're when you're passing by there's an accident you always everybody have to, slows down you have to see, slow down to see yeah. them. that's mm-hmm. kind of what Pagano is because <laughs> uh, Pagano is not good I mean like I was saying, I saw. I've only seen him once. And I, think, I didn't see what the fuss was. I about. think the I mean, only match I've seen him that was really good was the match he had with Trauma One, and Trauma mm-hmm. One pretty much carried it. Carried it, yeah. and it wasn't even that great. Wow! It was just a passable match. Um, Psycho Clown. I mean, I I think they've wasted him so much, and like especially this this feud and like 
all those years where they kept teasing him being a headliner. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, that, that match. I mean, they do it so many times on, on indie shows. It's not really that right. that entertaining. Right. Um, there's a title match. Oh, I guess I'll just run down Triple Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, title match, Triple A Mega, World Mega title. Tejano Jr. defending against Brian Cage and Dr. Wagner Jr. Cool. Um, Brian Cage, or as they call him, Evil Dead Trump. <laughs> They've been calling him Evil Dead Trump. That should be good. I'm. Yeah, that, I don't that know. sounds like one of the actually like to Yeah. See. I'm not a big um, Dr. Wagner Jr. fan just because he poses a lot mm-hmm. in his matches nowadays. Um, but it should be an okay match. It's got Cage and Tejano yeah. Jr. Should be good. Um, they have a Lucha Underground Trios match, a special Lucha Underground Trios match. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty, Mar- Marty the Moth mm-hmm. teams with um, Matanza, Cueto, mm-hmm. and Mil Muertes versus Dragon Azteca Jr., Prince Puma, and Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh. Which should be good. That sounds really good. Uh, that actually might be the... Actually, there's a couple of matches on here that are probably show-stealing type of matches. Um, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. They have Dragon Azteca Jr. working that show, and then... Mm-hmm. Ray Horace is wrestling on a later show that I'll mention. That's where I'm like confused. Gotcha. That's where I'm saying it's fifty fifty, and like the prom- uh, promoter was like, it's it's like in Japan with Ricochet and uh, Volador. I'm like, but Ricochet, that's in Japan. I mean, Japan, exactly. Japan, Triple A doesn't have any control in Japan, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, <laughs> I was fine. Uh, then there is Pentagon Junior defending the Triple A Latin American title against Johnny Mundo. Mm-hmm. That should be probably that the best match be on the card. Um, that should be really good. Um, there's a tag team title match. Angelico and Jack Evans defend against Matt Cross. I don't. I think it's Matt Cross and not, not Son, Son of, of Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> Teaming with Paul London versus Aerostar and Drago versus Phoenix and Hijo de Fantasma. Mm-hmm. Phoenix and Hijo de Fantasma, they just randomly decided to team up. <laughs> now, I have not seen should Paul be a good match. London in a long time. Yeah. Uh, What's his, what's I think the last time we saw him, he was wearing a space outfit. He was wearing it? a space outfit. I, I, that actually led me to <laughs> think, astronaut. hey, I like this guy. Yeah. But it, I haven't seen him since then, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what I he's like. I wonder what he's like now. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he's... Still- I think he's involved with um, Lucha Underground as one of the, like, the bookers. Oh, or, okay. Not the bookers, but the, the agents. Okay. One of the agents. Oh, um, cool. Fabi Apache and Mary Apache go against Averno and Chessman. In an intergender match, mm. Chessman mentioned women belong, shouldn't be in the ring. <laughs> they belong in. They the belong kitchen, in the kitchen. That type of thing. Yeah, he's the Larry Zabisco of our era. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would not be excited about an intergender match, but that could be decent. Oh, um, Grand Apache is the special referee. Ah, he actually turned on. Um, he didn't. He didn't turn on his daughters, but he scolded mm-hmm. them for like fighting with mm-hmm. the man. And then there is a Copa and um, Triple Mania Cup. I think they did that last year, didn't they? Triple I Mania Cup. So. Um, La Parca versus and ten other people that haven't been mentioned. <laughs> La Parca and ten other, other people. Yes, it's ten other. Like the name of a musical. Yes, La Parca yes. and ten others. And this is La Parca, the Triple A one, not not LA Park, the awesome one. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that that should be the that should be the so one. So a few where, intriguing matches, but nothing that I would line up to say I must see this live. Me personally. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think because it's going to be televised, I'll just wait till it air. They post it the on the TV, the post the TV stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's like I don't really. It doesn't fascinate me as much. It, yeah. I mean the the Mar- Pentagon Junior Johnny Mundo and the Lucha Underground trios matches do interest me, but it's like uh, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's not as exciting. <laughs> 
Last year, I liked the the idea of Rey Mysterio versus um, whatever his name is now. <laughs> Back then, oh yeah, Mysticies, yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of interested and, and me. You know, you know but the rest of the card was really weak, and plus it was on a pay per view. I think that was also the novelty of it being on a pay per view. Yeah, and I, I remember I, I wasn't expecting like because there was a lot of bad matches on that one. It was this is actually had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, I remember being kind of up for it, like a little excited even. I wasn't expecting... Well, you know, the cage match, I don't think they announced it was a cage match until like a day or two before it, ha- mm-hmm. it, it was announced, right? Right. And I was like, when they put him in the cage, I was like, what the hell are these guys doing in a cage? It's like, they have like all these high flyers. I was like, oh, that was awful. Yeah, I mean, I know the biz evolves, but sometimes... Sometimes don't reinvent the wheel. Just and the bad thing is, you know? the bad thing is, this is happening the Sunday, the August twenty eighth on a mm-hmm. Sunday. The Friday, that Friday, mm-hmm. September second, CML announced that's the day for the eighty third anniversary. No way, show. really? Yeah. Ah. So that's I think that's going to get some people interested. But I mean, so far, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do because it's yeah, like I was going to ask: Is uh, this it's, like it's, last year where we have no clue what they're planning? What was last year's main? Um, that was Sombra, Sombra versus Atlantis. Atlantis. But see, they went with Sombra and Atlantis. That was kind of that's good. And but yeah, we didn't know either. Like back yeah, then, we yeah. didn't and, know. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, and and you I, know, the bad thing is they teased like the matches that they teased are really they they did this on write up. Uh-huh. CML.com did this write up of for teasing which matches might be the the big match, and it's like none of the matches are. I mean, outside of Rush versus La Mascara, and even that isn't like. Yeah, I think they kind of because Rush has been suspended. I mean, it, it's cool if it's like a co-main event, maybe. But yeah, but but you know what's really killed is like the the feud was really hot, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cooled down because Rush hasn't been around a lot. Suspended. He's been in LA a lot. He's been he's been wrestling everywhere. And I think the Rush LA Park feud has kind of just like overshadowed oh, everything, and oh. that's and that's not going to happen there. Yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. Uh, but they basically. They basically if hit. that happened, I'd think that would I would that say, would like take everything. Like, I would say because I, I know this is wishful thinking. First off, when I, I'm gonna what I'm about to say, but I think about last year how we thought it's so close to the date they're gonna have a and I think we were show. thinking Thunder versus Ultimo Guerrero, wasn't it? That was like yes, the, yes. That was a leap. I thought either that or I thought they were gonna have one of those dumb uh, cage matches where the last guy yeah. loses his mask I'd, and and they shocked us by pulling a rabbit out of their hat like we couldn't even imagine so I'm probably wishfully thinking that yeah maybe they will deliver something this year as cool as you know Rush versus LA Park but I'm not counting on it yeah I'm guessing (laughs) I can dream though everybody like everybody thinks it's gonna be Rush versus um, Mm -hmm. La Mascara which makes sense but then they also hinted Dragon (laughs) they hinted um Ray, uh, not Ray Scorpion, um, Girl Maya Jr. versus Dragon Rojo Jr., which I would think would be the secondary match. Mm-hmm. And Ray Bucanero and Super Crazy have been feuding in a hair match. Yes. That would be a secondary feud because, I mean, Ray, Bur- Ray Bucanero is like, I don't think he's got it in him to do a good singles match anymore. Like, right. Like, he's already pro- he's already had multiple singles matches, stip matches that weren't very good. Mm. Super Crazy, I mean, I don't know why they didn't put Super Crazy with, like, one of um, Felino's kids. That would have been a lot better. That would have been cool. Super actually. Crazy versus Puma, I think, would have been great, or versus Tiger or something. Um, and then the other one is um, they're hint they're um, they're going with La Mascara. They were hinting at La Mascara versus hey maybe Rush, maybe mm-hmm. Mystico, maybe Dragon Lee, or maybe Pure Oath. And I'm like, dude, not Pure Oath. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to you want to do something worse than Pagano? Pure Oath versus La Mascara would probably be it. So I, I have to wonder if CML- and Ultimo Guerrero versus um, Bolador was I think the other one that they hinted. That'd be cool. In a hair match. 
You know, I, either either CMLL is uh, cleverly playing with our minds with all this teasing, or they're just uh, trying to figure out, what are we doing here? And it's hard to tell with CMLL. I'm guessing tomorrow they announce it mm-hmm. on Wednesday at Informa, cool. so that should be it. Um, now, okay, Volo- uh, not Volo- uh, how, how dare I even confuse him? La Mosquera, as I understand, he's... No longer with Rush, but he's still... Still kind of a heel. Kind yeah, of. yeah, he still kind of is. I don't know if you feel this way, but... It makes no sense. It doesn't. I And, and to be honest, I can't remember what it was. In the last four or five months, he he worked babyface once, and I remember thinking, you know, I don't mind him as a babyface, but he is the most unconvincing heel I think I've ever seen. As a heel, he's kind of like a... like a, He's been copying a lot of Sombra stuff. And he just looks... It just makes Maybe if look- he unmasked... <coughs> It'll be different. Yeah, that might be. Because, yeah. I mean, that also helped with Sombra. When, when Ian Massey had this cool look, although Sombra looked cool without the mask. So, with, the, a, with or without the mask, he was able to That's play. right. With or without a mask, we could try to mimic what Sombra mm-hmm. does, but he's he's Sombra. He, he yeah, just, yeah. He's cool. And La Mascara, I mean, he's, he just does And plus, La Mascara doesn't have Sombra skill. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. In the ring, he's not at his level. Um, yeah, it's not that I think he's a terrible worker. It's just like... I think La Mosquera is a good mid-card push. He's but just plain. He's plain. Yeah, yeah he's plain. Vanilla. Yeah. He's vanilla. Um, maybe, maybe somewhere deep inside there's a Stone Cold Steve Austin that has It's sad. It's sad. This is, what's, this is what's so sad about um, AAA and CMLL. Mm-hmm. Their main events feature... AAA is main eventing a show with Pagano. <laughs> yes. And CMLL is main eventing with La Mosquera. And meanwhile, they have this slew of great undercard talent Damn. and guys who aren't... like like. If they only built like if Mascara Dorada's leaving, mm-hmm. have him win somebody's mask on his way out, you know? Or yeah, because I don't think he's dropping his mask. He's he's going to be Grand Metallic, and if he goes to WWE, mm-hmm. so have him win a mask, make money off of him, you know? Totally, totally. If he comes back, he's got a mask win, you know? And especially they wasted so if, much time if, on if that. The, if the word was going out that he's leaving. A lot of fans would be yeah. Think that he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it. Drop it, and then like you do the swerve. I love when they yeah, yeah. That would actually be a genius thing. You know, let him let him go on his way out with his mask on. And yeah, I I think two key things are promoting. Not that I and the other guy gets the big payday. The other guy gets the big payday. Don't have show a. Don't uh, have shows that run all night. Have the people longing for more wrestling when the show is over. And B. Keep keep it interesting. You don't have to make it into uh, the Brothers Karamazov or something yeah. literary, but just just keep the fans wondering what's going to be happening. When oh yeah, we've seen this finish uh, five times in the past year. So you've missed a lot of stuff. I so missed so much. You so. missed you. I should just go through some of the stuff that you should probably watch and other people okay. who haven't watched. Um, you got to watch the Torneo Cibernetico, the Grand Prix. Okay. 2016. It was really and good. Wasn't that starting right around the time I left? Or yeah, that was actually yeah. the Friday. I think that, that was the Friday the, you left. That was the only thing that I was kind of... Because I told you, you're going to miss that. You're going to miss the... I actually... Because they had Ray Cometa versus mm-hmm. Barbara Carbonara, and the two undercard matches were really good. Uh, and that was the only thing that made me wish I was st- staying home for a few more days. Yeah, Volador Jr. Game. won that. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, like, they had they had some, they had a lot of good, like, a lot of good stuff um, in that match. Um, the Barbara Carbonara, Ray Cometa mat- hair match was really good. Mm. That was really, I mean... I want to they see were that. like the final minutes where they were just kicking out of every big wow. move. Kind of looked a bit like either it could go either way, mm-hmm. but you figured Rayco Metto was going to lose. I mean, Barbara Carver now his hair should be on a that should be dropped in an anniversary. Oh, that show. should be a big one. Yeah, yeah. that shouldn't. Uh, after that, actually, we had a pretty good run of um, CML shows. I think last 
I think last Friday or like one of the Fridays before that was when it when it finally like <laughs> it got bad. Um, there was a Rush versus Volador Junior match in Puebla. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. No. I think that was the week that you left. Yeah, that, I have, that was I've, good. From the two days before I left till now, I have not. I've not seen any wrestling. Yeah. So, so that was good. Volador Junior versus Kushida was oh. really good. Michael Elgin, mm-hmm. Elgin or Elgin. I don't know what. Wait, 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 wait. That name rings a bell. From New, Elgin? from New Japan. Okay, yeah. Ring of Honor and stuff like that. Is, mm-hmm. is it Elgin? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen before, but I know really like, good. Like, like Will Ospreay. I, I, really I know good. Well, he was really I good. Haven't seen him yet. Really good in um in in CML. I I heard he had a good match with um Ultimo Guerrero and um. Mm. You could actually oh, there's something else that that happened while you were gone. Um, they actually posted a couple of matches you could download for a buck. Really? On um, YouTube from CML, mm-hmm. you could download the the. But I think you probably you might have. You, are you still on recording the CML? Um, the CML. Um, well, actually, Lucha Steca show, or is it still? No, because uh, well, it's on YouTube. You can. Yeah, that I was gonna say. Oh, uh, shit's on YouTube. We so. got rid of our cable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got rid of it. So we're. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and and. I, I prefer it this way, actually. I mean, yeah, then, there's a few things I miss, but about cable, but yeah, they posted the Sunday show that mm-hmm. week that, um, with um, Michael Elgin versus. Mm-hmm. I've, I like. I'm gonna spend the whole day trying to figure out if it's Elgin <laughs> or Elgin. I think you're right. Yeah, Elgin. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, versus Ultima Girl, and like everybody said, that was really good. The rest of the show wasn't very good, which is you know the norm with CMLL. Um, but it's for ninety nine cents, so. I mean, if anybody wants to order it, they could order it. Um, then after that, there was a Lucha Elite match between Rush and Alley Park, mm-hmm. which ended in a DQ. Really wild match. I think it, it ended in with Rush might have won it, but it was wild. Like, they wanted to end it. Like, they got into this brawl early on. I was going to say. I and could- then the ref broke it up. And, like, he got so pissed that he, I guess, I think Rush was bleeding. Mm-hmm. So he ended the match right there. Oh, Wow. The match stopped. Basically, it stopped, but they kept Trip going. Out. They kept going for like seven to ten minutes longer afterwards, just beating each other up. And it, it was, it, it, it's kind of, I was telling some, I, I mentioned on Twitter that Rush Alley Park reminds me of the Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody feuds. Mm, mm. Remember That's how, great, remember how they would just brawl? I'm going to, yeah. I think I'm going to write an article it's on like that. It's like they brawled for the hell of it. It's like, and they it's would like just, damn whoever the winner is. Remember that one where they were like in a rodeo type of thing? Mm-hmm. And like they just they just brawled throughout the whole thing, and they were just hitting each other with like pl- uh, plywood and stuff like and that. And I bet to them it was playtime. And but you know, you know it's weird because they were no selling a lot of stuff, but these oh, guys yeah. these guys actually sell. They're actually like getting hit and they're like falling a bit. I was I was gonna say I I could picture with somebody as gnarly as Rush Rush that L.A. Park would be kind of like, hey, I'm gonna turn up the volume tonight. This yeah is yeah fun, you know because. I think that's the hottest feud right now, just because they, 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 it's overshadowing everything in and Mexico. And they're, they're, both of them are kind of like these very like charismatic, angry bull in the china cabinet types. Well, yeah, and then Rush called, yeah. the, Rush, Rush, they asked Rush about um, Ali Park. He's like, well, we're the only, we're the only two real motherfuckers in uh, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was great. And then oh, Ali Park did Rush, a, Rush, please don't beat up any more security guards. I never want to see you leave CMLL. And then Ali Park did an interview at a funeral. <laughs> talking about talking about Ali uh, about Rush, he was in a funeral home. That's awesome. Him and his awesome. son were at a funeral home, and they were doing an interview. When you said that, I thought you meant he crashed a funeral. No, he was. Well, I don't know if he oh, cried. That, I don't know if he crashed a funeral. He was at a funeral home. Why? Hey, why would he be there? Hey, I God forbid I I go soon. I, I'm hoping here for a long time. But tell Elena that if 
there's enough money, we want to have L.A. Parker do a run-in. <laughs> have him hey, just Park, LA, have, park, park, have, park, have park. him show up and just sitting in the front row for your funeral, like, and then like have and some. Take the chair. No, and then I'll do a, I'll do a podcast. I'll do an interview with him, like like ask him questions as you're as you're like just laying there. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I want to be open casket. Yes, yes. And and I want you to look confused as yes. why I'm not answering yeah. you. And then have somebody move my mouth like a ventriloquist. I'll raise your hand though, to hold the uh, hold the recorder, to hold the recorder. So that's that's what you're supposed to do, right? It is <laughs> for it interviews. Is, yes. Yeah. So um. So their their feud's been wild. Um. Their uh, AIW's been bringing in. We've mentioned they've been bringing in a lot of the luchadors. Yes. They actually had this really great trios match. Steve Payne debuted for them on um, last week. Okay. And um, he teamed up with Gringo Loco mm-hmm. and Sky Day Jr. versus um, DJ Z, Matt Cross, and Loretto Kid. Oh, wow. Really good trios match. Mm-hmm. Actually, that same day, I saw. then afterwards, the next day, I saw um, Phoenix versus Daga from uh, AAA. That's mm-hmm. a good match. You just skip through the whole tire. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure okay, Phoenix, Phoenix versus uh, Daga. That, that, Daga. That has my... Attention. Yeah, that, that was really good. Um, they do some crazy stuff, like like jumping off the... Like, they did this um, spot where um, they set up Daga on the top rope, mm-hmm. and Phoenix is on the top rope, and he, like, does a foot stomp on him on the on the rope. I think it's the top rope or the middle rope. I can't remember yes. which one. But it's different from what... Um, from Dragon Lee. Oh, um, the Leyenda de Plata Torneo Cibernetico. Mm-hmm. That was Dragon Lee's return. You have to watch that because um, Dragon Lee afterwards he talked about it and they were asking him about that match and he he mentioned how um, he would they asked him how how he how his knee was doing and he's like oh it's eighty <laughs> percent it's like eighty oh percent and then he's like so how how did you feel in the match he's like well you know it was eighty percent but you know once the match started going it's like it's like the energy picked up I got I got really excited I could see that so actually. he's like he's like that I makes w- sense. so my knee was at one hundred percent and I started doing he did a, he did he was doing. He was doing Dragon Lee stuff. I think within like the first few minutes that he was there, he hit, he hit one of those crazy tope suicidas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know how they survived those things because they like he hit it. I don't like, know either. He just I, like he just bounced off of the <laughs> the, the guardrail. It's just it's just, and I know I've said this before, but years ago when I knew guys who would get hurt, they would still work. But what they do is, you know, when they made their their workmate understand, like my my shin is fractured or my. You know, my shoulder is out, so you wrestle the match. I, I know you can't get away with that nowadays, but they do a match where you work a hold or make it yeah, yeah. But you lay off that body part where now it's like, damn the torpedoes! Like, yeah, yeah. I don't care if my knee's blown out. I'm going to do every move I can. You and know, um, we almost got Dragon Lee versus Mystico in that match too, which was kind of wow. cool. I think that and that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, that that, that would have been good, uh, but it ended up being on La Mascara winning because Rush mm-hmm. Rush interfered. And attacked La Mastra. So, so he went on a DQ? So he went on a DQ, and then Dragon Lee got upset at Rush for costing him the match. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But he, like, he said they were fine afterwards. <laughs> you know, like, storyline. He's like, yeah. 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 You know, Dragon Lee's like the super baby face. Kind of an like, awkward way to end the tournament, but I guess, it's if, gonna you wanna, suck. But it's I gonna, guess if you want to make it look like the stakes were high and he got it taken away from him. Or and you have to have La Mastra win a lot. You yeah. have to have La Mastra win. If he's going to be the one dropping his mask, he's got to be the one that's got to win a lot of yeah. stuff. So and, then, now, now, and then he beat Negro Casas. The following week, he beat Negro Casas to win the Leyenda Plata trophy. I heard that match wasn't as good as... Um, I heard that mention, too. Yeah, and I think you... While you were out, Negro Casas was out with an injury. See, Did that, you hear about that? I was surprised. I think, he, I, think it, I think he... I think That's he, why I was surprised to hear about the uh, La Mascara match, is because, you know, I, I could only get uh, Wi-Fi every other day or so on yeah. on the trip. 
and I could have sworn I heard that he was injured and was going to be out. So when I heard of him in the finals with uh, Moscow, I was like, huh? Well, he's automatically a finalist because he won. He's he's the he was the returning. Uh, okay, okay. Champion, so yeah. he was able to lay off yeah. the other and just. No, it was a tornado cybernético the oh, following okay, week. Okay, gotcha, was, gotcha. Um, yeah, but um, Casas was out for like a month or so because he had um, a hemorrhoid issue. Oh jeez! Yeah, even but it was that. it was real. No, he. he I would he, say I have an ingrown toenail or something. Well, people asked because they were so because she was talking about um, his wife Dallas kept mentioning about how they were scared about it, and it was one of those. Uh, oh, like they think it was it a was cancer a, or something. Yeah, it's bleeding and stuff. Uh, so it, it well, was scary. It was, it was one of the bad hemorrhoids. <laughs> it was it was a bad. It wasn't it wasn't the fixing with the, the weird. It wasn't the fixing with preparation type <laughs> of hemorrhoids. But it, here's the weird thing: is is that guy is so athletic. I know you don't because yeah. that that you think that that type of thing comes to people who spend a lot of time seated. A lot of time seated, their diets are not good. Their yeah, their excess weight. Oh, there's a lot of, but he seems like one of the least likely candidates. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think that's probably why they were scared about it because they probably thought, how how is he yeah, getting? Yeah, yeah. Just must have been a weird. Yeah, because they even posted a picture of him like going to surgery and then afterwards or something. I almost wonder if it was like a fish or something. <laughs> and then Ultimo Guerrero was on afterwards. Oh no! I can only imagine. <laughs> yes, and oh, he talked about it, and he's like, he's like, he was like, well, you know, you know how Nero Casas been out. Why uh, Nero Casas been out? And then um, the announcer's like, we don't have to talk about that. And he's like, he's like, what's wrong? We all have, we all have to deal with this sort of thing. So, so he just made a joke about it. Was like. Wouldn't that be funny if a uh, if a suppository uh, pharmacy uh, had necrocosis be a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, it's a sponsor, like <laughs> say say no to hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, Take care of yourself. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it just it was just one of those things. Well, where, well I am thankful that I'm just glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, that's what I was like. I think everybody's like, yeah, we're just glad it's like we don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> people laugh about the humiliating illness than have to yeah. undergo like. And I know I, I'm I'm sure if you asked him he's probably going to be make light of it. Oh too. yeah, yeah. Because he's that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other match, let's keep going. Mascara Dorada versus Ray Scorpion. Great match. Ray Scorpion is now part of the Inco Bernables. Excellent. Oh, excellent. Uh, this match was phenomenal. Ray Scorpion did the salida de bandera that he always does, but he actually stayed like on the on the rope for like a little like at least a second oh, like or two longer there just poised there oh. and then I was scared because I thought he was going to blow out his knee like when he landed but oh he, he was fine um, they did some I mean Oscar Dorada did this tope looked crazy I mean this guy is this guy's. I mean he's going he doesn't he doesn't know any other way than going all out like 100% I hope he does that I hope he can do that in, in WWE if he's, if he's mm-hmm. actually going and I think he is um the Rush Alley Park match I saw earlier today mm-hmm. from Monterey. Look for it. Okay. Great match. They actually let them do everything. Like it ended in a double DQ because um, the ref. One, I think Rush knocked out one of the ref. One of the, mm-hmm. the refs. So that ref DQ'd him, and then Alley Park <coughs> knocked out the other ref. So the other ref <laughs> DQ'd him. But um, great match. They used like this ice cooler to like beat each other up nice. with. Just a wild brawl. Like the. Um, LA Park brought out these um like this box that had um bottles in it mm-hmm. to and he just threw it at, <laughs> at Rush just a just a wild brawl now, really good that would be the ultimate indie match here in LA if if they brought those two to work with each other. that would be great like oh. you just like that that should be like the match that's what I remember about Brody and Abdullah if I remember correctly 
it they was, would do all these indie shows. Yes, and it yes, was just a party yes. For that everybody was, involved. and I think that that's what I, I think that's what promoters here should do. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the only trouble is Alley Park's like a handful to deal with. Yes, and Rush Rush is a little easier to deal with, mm-hmm. but he's also a, a handful to deal with. You know, <laughs> you know, he's he's easier to deal with, but he's also a handful to deal with. So it's like, I think the guys here in Mex in, in LA could probably get like I think one of the guys here like I think Carrie could probably pull it off. That'd be awesome. Or FML could that would be pull like it the off. ultimate feather, in his but head. I don't think FML would do it just because it's a kid friendly type of thing. Yes, yes. And I think most of the lucha promotions here are very kid friendly, so mm-hmm. it's like I don't think they would do it. But maybe like one of those indie groups. I I think I think we got to talk AIW to do it, like the the promotion out of Cleveland. Oh, that'd be. Big. I think they would be crazy enough to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I think they. Would, I mean, they've dealt with Sunny, <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> I think they could deal with LA Park. If, if you've dealt with Sunny, you probably deal with LA Park oh, and Rush. That's awesome. Um, Lucha Underground Ultima Lucha 2 was really like good mm-hmm. great I actually like midway through the show I was trying to figure out if I actually thought it was as good as the first one but I think the first one I think because it was the first one you think yes. it was you know it, it, it resonated a little more with you mm-hmm. uh, it, it left you had more of a better feel to it and plus I think the end of it the way it ended I, th- I you haven't seen it right? no I haven't it ends with them like leaving like everything like and um you know, they're going, like, on a road trip. Like, everybody's going on road kind, trips. Kind of like uh, to be continued. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like you're trying to feel... And then there was that whole thing about would they come back or something. So there was yes. that. So then... Um, but this one, you kind of... The ending kind of... I kind of felt it, it ended kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Although they arrested Dario Cueto at the end. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. They arrested him for... Um, well, for the illegal fighting or whatever, I think some other stuff for for a murder. I think he murdered. Um, I think he no. I well, think he murdered little. Uh, he li- he murdered Mr. Sis- Mr. Sis- yeah, little Mr. Cholo. Mr. Cholo. Yeah. Uh, no, I. No wait, my record. Okay, my record here say no. He was arrested at the end for impersonating a friend of Rio de Jalisco. <laughs> that would be, we go full circle to the to my question about hey, you're a big Rio de Jalisco Junior fan or Rio de Jalisco That's fan? Right. He's like. And he just looked at me like, <laughs> I still think I still think that's the funniest thing. Like, he just stared me down like, who fuck you? Like, why would you ask and me this? He say something like, it's a very emotional thing. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. He, that, he played that it off is, well. I got to post. I don't know if I posted. I think I did post that. If I went for people who haven't heard our podcast, you know, throughout the years, we had press passes for the second. I think it was the second lucha or the third tapings. I can't. Yeah, the third tapings when they did the press tour. <clears throat> yes, and. Uh, they tried a little too hard to choreograph all the interviews. Not choreograph. They wanted you to be kayfabe. Kayfabe and the people to be in character. So we were in uh, Dario Cueto's office, and you know his character was pretty new to us. And so here he is in his office. And well, new to us because we had, I mean, it hadn't even aired. That's right. Yes, so, yes, yeah. exactly. I think it was three weeks and away so from And so this guy was a whole new face to it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but the one thing we noticed when we went to what was his office, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm a little dry in the mouth today. <laughs> and I don't want to hack into this, so... Uh, I'll just gross you out other ways. So, um, we noticed that, with the exception of one picture, every photo of a, of a wrestler in his office was Ryo de Jalisco. Yeah. Senior. Yeah. And so... I, I, I'm assuming you thought what I was thinking. Yes. Oh, there must be a storyline. Maybe, they and, and you know, it's funny because the people that they had a split. The, the press groups were split into like three yes. groups of three, and we had a guy from Spain. We had a we had a guy from here from LA who was doing um, a lot of um, 
pop culture. I think it was media, that's right, media yes. and pop culture and yes. stuff like that. Really nice guy because he even asked us about the sexy star story. Um, in the the question, the answers. Yes. And I was like, yeah, they're just giving us the same answers. I think most of them. I think the only, I think I was the only one that got male Martis to open up more that was because cool. I did it before everybody else. But um, so he has Rayo de Jalisco. I think. I think that they might they might have shown him in season one. You could see the Rio mm-hmm. Lisco um, pictures. So I had no I had we had no questions for him. Well, and, so and I was like I was like I see you're a big Rio de Jalisco fan because they wanted us to keep him in character. Yeah, and he just looks at me and he's like he's like who he's just like he didn't say who but he was just like looking at me like what the look he had was and, like and I'm like and he's like he's like uh, yeah I can't talk about it it's very emotional yes. <laughs> and we were just we were just laughing I was like it was like yes yeah, because emotional. if it was maybe two pictures and then two of Blue Demon two of Santo I would have yeah said, oh, yeah Luchadors but I said whoa maybe they actually have the have a trademark agree- agreement with a family and they're yeah. going to bring in a new riot but. That yeah, but funny. it was just funny because, um, and plus we they didn't want us to interview him as the actor, you know, as as um, right, whatever right. his real name is. That 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 was like extreme. Yeah, me. I mean they were nice to. And him. now you see when people talk about Lucha Negra, how weird it is. We got the first exper- yep. ha- first hand experience. We got the first taste. Yes, the first taste. Yeah. And I remember well, after we did weird. that podcast, we were like, the I mean, po- the paranoia was the first podcast I mean, we did. We were like, this is really weird. Like it the, was the very, stuff that they, yeah, because the NDAs and the the non disclosure agreements and all that stuff. And like, it's so funny. Everybody has you sign that stuff, and mm-hmm. they reveal everything. Like I have signed multiple, numerous non-disclosure agreements, mm-hmm. and every single person that I've signed a non-disclosure agreement for mm-hmm. has revealed what they're for. How funny. Before they've even done anything. How bizarre. So it's like, okay, why are you guys having me sign this stuff? <laughs> I'll sign it. I don't care. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's no big deal to me. I'll forget about it anyways. Uh, next. Oh, well, the matches. Um, Rey Mysterio versus Prince Puma. Great match. Um, they built it up to where it's like, you know, like the the, the, the best now versus mm-hmm. the best from the past. Oh, awesome. So that basically Prince Puma wanted to prove to everyone that he could he was the best and Rey Mysterio had to prove how he could still hang with the the, the young generation oh. so that was good uh, Matanza Cueto versus Pentagon mm-hmm. uh, now it's Pentagon Dark awesome they finally got to that part I mean Pentagon Pentagon's basically become like this huge star now Pentagon right. Jr huge star um, the trios match Jack Evans Johnny Mundo PJ Black versus Aerostar Drago Phoenix another great match mm-hmm. um they had a couple, a couple of matches. Like they had the Taya Ivelisse match. I didn't, I was wasn't. At least short. Yeah, it was short because yeah. um, Katrina got involved and all this other stuff. I don't mind those. Yeah, great. it's like and I, I I didn't think it was what what aired. I wasn't. It didn't mm-hmm. offend me because I mean Ivelisse did a lot of her. Ivelisse was wearing the gold trunks, so I pretty gold tights, so I was kind of distracted with the exactly, gold tights. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like it wasn't that it wasn't it wasn't that bad because Ivelisse she she can she can carry people. Yeah. Um. They had I a keep it short and tight. It's you know. Yeah, and then there was I, I think the I think might have been the show prior to that they had the match where Sexy Star won mm-hmm. the Gift of the Gods match. That match was okay. That match was good until, but the end of it, like, it just wasn't just that great. Didn't do it for you. Yeah, and um, there was something that happened. Um, Mari Posa though was really good. Mm, okay, I yes, think she's really yes. good. Um, there was some other stuff, and and they, they had some. They had a the couple of matches where they had Doctor Wagner Jr. I think that was when he debuted in that during mm-hmm. that, that that thing. They had him win. They had this weird bar fight. I just, I, I just, just wasn't. It. Yeah, it just didn't. <laughs> was it, it almost didn't. like it, like it almost like. Didn't have Cage versus Mac. The Mac was good. I oh, think I that think might. That have, I good. think that might have been the bar. Yeah, I think that oh, might have been the bar fight. 
But they well, had like when, this when, weird thing with the I bar. Think of a bar like, fight, I, I think of, I think of too gimmicky. They add too much gimmick into their match. Everything. Well, well even yeah, I know it wasn't a match, but remember when Eddie Guerrero and uh, Steve Austin had some angle that took place in a bar? It's just no, like, I didn't see that. It was it was when they, Eddie was starting a feud with Stone Cold, yeah. but Eddie was fired because of his issues. But they were just starting what? Oh, they, so this was when he went to Japan right after, right? This this was his first time in yeah, WWE, okay. and and I'm just sitting there thinking this is going to be a bitch and food feud these two, and they did something I can't remember what it was, but I think Deborah My- Michael was involved, <laughs> and it was it was like something in a bar that just just it yeah. should have worked, but it didn't. It was just well, you know, the thing was it wasn't a bar. They actually brought the bar mm-hmm. to the ring, like they had like you know those the, the oh that's kind of funny like that I, bar thing. <laughs> Like just a bar, like a little bar. They made they put up a little bar right there. And was this Wonderama or something? It was just weird, and it was like some of the gimmicks and stuff. Like they had um, the Evilies, um who was it? Taya match. They turned off the lights, mm-hmm. and Katrina showed up, and then like I think they turned off, and she was gone again, and something. Like and I was like, the that whole lights out gimmick, I think, has been yeah. done way too many times. Hijo Fantasma versus. Um, I had King Cuerno, I should say King Cuerno. <laughs> King Cuerno versus uh, Mil Martes was good also. That was good too. <laughs> but it's like, it's so weird. It's like, it's all these other stuff that just confuses me with their, their shows. But I mean, they're doing, uh, season three starts in September 7th, so it should be good. Um, Very cool. Looking forward to that. It's not going to be a long break in between, in between shows. Um, the other news, Teddy Harden's made his debut in Elite, and you didn't even get to see that. No, I didn't. And, and he's heard- still weird as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Does he bring his cat to ringside? The funniest thing he, let him? he had him. He did an interview. I think it might have been with Conan. Mm-hmm. And he did an interview where he was talking about how um, he's he was an elite, but he um, he was hoping to get back into AAA. And it's like, dude, you're why are you yeah. burning the bridge you're currently in? You know, <laughs> he's like one upping Conan. Um, <laughs> like, like Conan usually waits. Till maybe leave. the two of them have a bet. Maybe yeah. both of them have a bunch of like money put away and saying, "I can burn bridge faster than you yeah, can." Yeah. So Teddy's, but you know, Teddy, you expected. So his yeah. first match with Elite was Diamante Azul, mm-hmm. and Teddy just said he was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like he said, he said, "I don't know if it's his inexperience, but it just did." He didn't think the match was good at all. And, and I mean, just how did it look to the layperson's? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I was like, oh, okay, it was Diamante, so I was like, I ain't going to watch it. I haven't watched it. Because there's times I watch something as somebody who's watched wrestling, I can see, yeah, they did this wrong, this, that, and the other thing wrong. But I've got to do I've got to do a run where I just watch everything. At, and, yeah, and, and so, but sometimes I like to try to like think out of the box and say, okay, I'm just a casual layperson. And try to pretend I, you know, try to pretend I don't understand the whole thing of basing yourself to catch somebody. Yeah. You know, and just say, is it entertaining? You know? Yeah, and then he wrestled Reyes Scorpion the following week, mm-hmm. I think. Somehow Teddy Hart, Teddy Hart, you know that League Elite tournament? Yes. That they've had guys disappear at times. And now Dora might actually be mm-hmm. going to WWE, might not even finish that tournament. Nero Casas was in the tournament for one match, and then, like, he hasn't been back in it. Yes. Uh, Juventud Guerrero was announced in the match, hasn't been back, never made it to one match. Bobby Lashley's been in, I think, two oh, or yeah, three matches. that fell through. Yeah, that yeah. fell apart yeah. because he's he's demand, um, he's um got to give TNA a certain percentage off his, off his booking. Oh, gotcha. So it's more expensive now. Yeah. So, um... So then they added Teddy Hart. So now Teddy Hart's like in third place. <laughs> oh, so he had that match oh. with Reyes Scorpion. Uh-huh. And he actually said Reyes Scorpion, that might have been one of the best matches he's had, in, like toughest really? matches he's had in his life. 
Because that is a match I would like and to And that's fit. a compliment. And Rey Scorpion oh, is really good. I love Rey Scorpion. Yeah, he's awesome. He's one of the guys who... Went Him off. and Steve Payne are guys that I, like, they're never going to, like, they may never be, like, the main guys, but they're just good, they're good. wrestlers. And, and Rey Scorpion has a good niche in there. I mean, And you know, the weird thing is Rey Scorpion is a great, like, not only a great wrestler, but he's good on the mic. Like, when he's on CML and Forma, he's one of the more entertaining really? guys. Yeah. And I, I remember when they were doing the Ingobernables, and he had, like, a little argument with them at one point mm-hmm. when they were doing those Rudos versus Rudos. Oh, yes, yes. And I thought, why don't they turn him as, like, the the guy who would feud with them? Because he's actually, like, somebody you could believe wouldn't yeah. be afraid of him. Him, Casas, maybe put him, Casas, and, like, Ultimo Guerrero. Mm-hmm. But I like him being with the Ingobernables makes more no, sense. And he's one of those guys that's weird. I don't go out of my way to watch him, but then when I do see him, I'm saying, wait a minute, why am I not watching this yeah. anymore? I mean, he... I do think he's one of the more... Uh, underrated. Underrated, yeah. Yeah. Steve I, Payne's another guy who I think is underrated. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And I because mean, everybody only mentions like he's a great base and great at this stuff, but he's really yeah, good. There's wrestling. more to him. Than that. Yeah, he's yeah, really I mean, good. He's, he, he's not just vanilla. He, and now he's a promoter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now he's going to get to experience the the headaches of oh, dealing with Russell. I, you know, I've only promoted one show, and it was I had the easiest job in the world because it was just. A tiny little show as part of a, a, a tour for Japanese fans. Who it was when they had the Al Snow versus Sabu, yeah. La Puente, uh, and Terry Funk did the run in. The reason that whole match happened was because it was part of a Japanese tour. Oh. Otherwise, the Al Snow versus Sabu thing would not have happened. <laughs> you guys uh, were going to pay but, for you guys. Yeah, but they wanted. Uh, uh, one of the guys doing the tour wanted just to have just a little show on just in a little venue. And so that place, Moguls, we just on a Saturday afternoon just had an indie show with Superboy wow. and stuff. You know, nothing special, but uh, that was my baby. I promoted it and I had no headaches because I just got the people I get along with the best and just said, well, let's just have some matches. Yeah. But you and I have both talked to a lot of people who promote shows and I. I have you know, sympathy, except for the crooked ones. I have sympathy because you see the headaches going on, and then you see the mistakes they start to make when they're kind of neck deep in the business, and all the things they know they shouldn't do, they panic and do anyway. But that UIPW show we went to, like poor Carrie. Yes, like, <laughs> that was. In fact, that was exactly who yeah. I was just thinking. I mean, I've seen it dozens of times, but I just saw how tired Carrie looked. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could tell that he was doing everything to just keep the show yeah. going. I mean, the dude works his butt off, and he's still a nice guy on top of it. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. But I no, I, I I feel I feel for anybody who gets. And now we got to get him to book LA Park versus absolutely. That, yeah, if you're listening, Carrie, that's actually one. LA Park Bolador Jr. versus. Um, Rush and Dragon Lee, that would be like the, mm-hmm. if he doesn't want to like if he needs somebody to take the pinfall, Volador Jr. and Dragon Lee would go. probably take it. But then again, the Brody Abdullah brawl to a double DQ. I, I, I think a that should revolution be revolution for the hell. Of I it, think baby. that's something that like promoters everywhere should try to like book them as mm-hmm. a as a pair, like book them together because I mean that's what they're doing in Mexico. In fact, I'll never forget Tijuana, Monterey. I think they've had it in um, smaller venues in Mexico City. Um, elite and, and, and it's, it's weird when you're talking about the Brody Abdullah thing of course that's the first thing that comes to mind but it just dawned on me that it rang a bell because the first time I ever saw Abdullah the Butcher live well, I think it was it was. I know it was 1980 you saw him live? yeah yeah 
it was part of the wrestling the uh, fans convention grossed me out it would have grossed me out like being here's the thing he, he we saw the t- uh, TBS studio tapings mm-hmm. and he did his typical Abdullah squash matches and I was blown away by how mobile he was I'm just how well, it's 1980s. So yeah, yeah, and, and that elbow drop he did, that was, when you see it live, it's so poetic. But the first actual, other than a squash match where I saw him live, was there was a show in some some just little little rural town in the middle of nowhere. And when I say the middle of nowhere, it was held at a junior high that was in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And I make, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say we were driving down this two-lane road and some other cars were, but... Uh, the majority of the people were walking to the matches. <laughs> it looked like something from the 1930s. Yeah. Like, like people are walking like probably a good half mile on a dirt road to go to wrestling. It Damn. looked like... Who did he wrestle? That's, that's uh, the amazing thing and it was so entertaining. It was the most entertaining thing of the night. He wrestled Mr. Wrestling 2 oh, wow. and they just tore into each other and they just took that whole place apart with hurling and that's shit. what I, that's what I was thinking like you have to just make sure it's like you want exactly that. and make sure not everybody else in the match isn't fighting outside the ring yeah. because if everybody was fighting outside the ring on the show Abdullah and Mr. Wrestling said hey they're doing it too but these guys made it look like they were like, I know. unhinged I know who we gotta get to do Rush versus LA Park who's that Superboy and that yes. way, that way, his his wife will get will like oh stop them from throwing stuff around. I can only oh imagine. Oh my god, that would be bitching. But oh her, my god, her just confronting and then oh rushing Alley Park backing away. Yes, yes. Because I'm pretty sure they they wouldn't mess want to mess with her. You know, that would actually be. We're, yeah, we're gonna have to suggest this to Superboy. We should, we should. Hey, if I was, I'll throw in some I've said money this before. If I if I was gonna promote, if I was ever. In that situation, he just has to deal with she the. She would headed. be the first person I hire. I'd yeah. say, okay, we have to use some format as the enforcer coming out there. You know, yeah. like the like the old, you know, like a Bill Watts coming out with a baseball bat. Like I'm here to. You, the only this. bad thing, the only bad thing is, I would worry about the like the referees because we know some of the referees. We'd probably have to get like a referee we don't care about, <laughs> or, or somebody who can move I can around. A lot of people in wrestling I don't care about, so we'll just put like the re- I feel bad for the like like um, Alacran and like Indio <laughs> and Platano. Like, yep. they'd all get killed by those two guys. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, Alacran would. Yeah, probably, we would have to get. I a feel bad for him if it, that was the match. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd probably be like, "I don't want to ref that match." Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the other news, I guess the last news is. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think we already talked about Bolivar Jr. versus Ray Horace at the Lucha Memes Charo mm-hmm. 5 show on September 25th. And I'll ask Ray Horace when he's here on, um, if he's here on October, in, August 20th. In August 20th, yes. if he's actually going to be on that show. Yes. If, uh, if folks in the Southland are hearing this, we say check out the show because Superboy shows are just a good time. And I'll ask the traumas if their dad finally like, is going to reveal his, his book. Oh. On, on wrestling holds. God, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that's one of those. Things they haven't where... done, I haven't really followed them lately because they're um, working a lot of IWRG. Well, I was going to hub for a while. Yeah, but they've been working a lot. They were doing a lot more independent. Oh, okay. okay. But mainly, I mainly see them like they're working on other indies. But mainly, what I've seen, like video. Yes, it's IWRG. And IWRG has been what, really what, bad. What did I see? I, I Electro Shock's there now. Yeah, like five or six months ago, I saw them in a match. Yeah, five six months ago. What, what was, it? was it? Like I said, it was an independent show. It was yeah. two CMLL guys. Yeah. And I remember just saying, "Wow, this is so much better when they were in IWRG." Yeah. 
I mean, IWRT, they're good, but it's, it's like they, you could tell they're told, okay, you're going to wrestle a long match against somebody inexperienced. No, they're, 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 um, because they're bigger guys. I mm-hmm. mean, because they're, they're not really lightweights anymore. Um, they're working with M- Mr. Electro, mm-hmm. Mascar yeah. Año 2000 Jr., Canis Lupus. None of these guys are good. Right, yeah. Dos, hijo that's what, that's de, what hijo I mean. Hijo de dos caras, who's the, sh- the well, shit. Well, that's, that's like, what I mean. Here, here they are. I, I hope he doesn't die, because then people are going to take the They're straight. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, I get annoyed with people like... Okay, this is where I get annoyed. I get annoyed if the people feel really bad and act like, oh, I always liked him. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That always bothers me. Like, when no. somebody dies and then they're like, they're like, oh, he was such a great guy, and it's like, he wasn't a great guy. Yeah, yeah. what made me sad was when I read the... Uh, uh, the you know the announcement by Satonico and the way Satonico and yeah, I felt bad for that. It sounded like wait, he sounded like he was actually a nice guy. Oh no, so I, no I, I, yeah, and I and I don't. I like how we go full circle and go back. No, to no, no. It's, it's, but no, it's something to because I, uh, you know, guilt has some, some, you. something where I have to where I have to give Landstorm props is. No, I, I, oh, the Axel Rod. <laughs> was it Axel Rod? No, it was the Ultimate Warrior. Remember how? No, the, but yeah, but remember the Axel Rod one. Wait, 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 refresh me because I, I, I remember Ball, no, Balls Mahoney, the Balls Mahoney one, where he mm-hmm. said he said they were they weren't friends. <laughs> he was like he he wrote, he wrote about two friends that passed away. One one really a, a person he respected, mm-hmm. and ball, and then there's Balls Mahoney, and I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> come on. And and but the worst thing is Balls Mahoney was a really nice guy, and he's like he was too nice. And I was like, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I heard he had some not-so-nice moments, too. But I, I heard that on a recent podcast. Yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, but that's another story. And maybe uh, it was a bad period. But Yeah. But no, no. Uh, Lance Storm was one of the few to say uh, when Ultimate Warrior died, he just flat-out said, I think a lot of people are being way disingenuous. They've been... You know, a lot of people have been talking about what a scumbag he is, how they hate him, how they... I mean, not just he's yeah. a bad worker, just he's an... And then, oh, my God, my friend, you died. Oh, my God, I yeah. didn't get to... And, you know, that that I would find annoying. Yeah. I that, do find it annoying. That, that. I don't take back that he, Thunder was a terrible wrestler. Yeah. I, I just felt kind of sad, like, okay, there's a side we didn't know about him. It's nobody's fault. It's just, just like, and it wasn't like we were the only ones. There was like a lot of wrestling fans. Were oh hell yeah, them. hell yeah. And you know, if you start- when you get me to just not be able to stand somebody's work, yeah. You know me. I I will. It's like it's like you're not gonna take what you've already written and talked about for the past five, four, three or four years. Oh hell and yeah! And suddenly you're like, oh, because you're a hypocrite if you're gonna do that. Absolutely. So it's like you can't do that. You move on. So people, yeah. We all die. We're all gonna die. You know. It's going to happen. Yeah, people die every day. And this is the Literal Podcast. <laughs> if you uh, are not here live, uh, Fredo and I have a gun. And every 20 minutes, we put it to our yes, yes. pull the trigger. You know what? That should be, yeah. that should be the, our show. Like, people are imagining us doing our show. But as we're talking, we're just, like, messing yeah. around, spinning a, spinning, uh, it, yeah. spinning a gun. And, like, oh. And, you know, when the gun went off, I said, thank God it's a super soaker. Yeah. I, that could have hurt me if it was something else. I'm trying to think of what else. But uh, I think there's nothing wrong with like grieving that the person died, but being flat yeah, out saying, there's... "Boy, he sucked in the ring," you know, a- or, or whatever else? craft they did. Is it's... there anything else you want to talk about? Any other? No, stories? not really. I oh, there is something else we have to talk about because uh-huh. people were asking. You watched Final Deletion. Your thoughts on uh-huh. Final Deletion? Okay, Final Deletion. For those who don't know, Final Deletion was Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. 
Or as he calls him, Brother Nero. Brother Nero. And Senor Benjamin. And Senor Benjamin was involved. Maxwell Hardy was also. And, and Matt, Matt Hardy Sky. playing... We were saying he reminded us of Hector Canales. Yes. The way he delivered his lines. Yeah. The only thing... I, I was telling Fredo, the only thing that would have made this more complete is if they had the Ennio Morricone soundtrack. You know, the... the a composer who did all the music for Fistful of Dollars. Because they, they, they kind of did a They did bit. have that mood. Yeah, like yeah, a little mood, but it oh, would have been, like, if they had that. That is the best thing I've seen the Hardys do in ages. I loved it. And, you I know, absolutely loved it. It's weird because there was a period where I thought, I mean, Jeff has always been good. Like, he's always yeah. good. He's always worked well. He's, he's popular. He he's, he's, the, he's the one with the look yeah. for the, like, the, the kids and stuff like that. But Matt kind of seemed hard. Kind of it seemed like he's lost. Like mm-hmm. he just seemed like an average wrestler. Like oh, yeah. Matt Hardy, because they really didn't do as much with him in WWE. No, like, that's true. They gave that's him some true. gimmicks that really didn't really do a lot. But this is actually the first time I actually see like some personality in him, and he's actually doing something really like. And you know, it's it, fun. It's been a long time since I watched them. I, I, it's been a few years, and I just so I, I've seen pictures of them, but this was the first time I saw them up close, and I'm thinking. Damn, Matt looks the same, and Jeff Hardy looks like he's aged a lot. Well, Matt looked older because he had all the facial hair and the white hair. That but he's still hair. youthful. I he mean, looks the face. same. He still looked the same. Yeah, but 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 Matt Hardy, I mean... It's a tattoo. He looks like somebody who... Yeah, it's a tattoo. Yeah. But, but his face looks a little aged, too. Like, yeah. Like he, well, I mean, how they're, they got to be 40 now, don't they? It's weird to think, huh? Yeah. They've seems, been around. Yeah. They've been around a while. It's me showing my age. It feels yeah. like... Two years ago, when they debuted, when actually yeah, it was like, years ago, I'm like, oh fuck, time. Well, we were talking about the the match, and we were talking about how it doesn't like when I was watching. It's like you know, I could see Jeff and Matt doing this even without like it being on TNA. Well, see, that's the thing. Just is, that, I, I if this... you if you follow their careers mm-hmm. and remember who they hung around with, like the Omega guys, like uh, Shane Helms, yes, and Shannon Moore. I love Shannon Moore, and I think they hung around with like a couple of. I, I think maybe Kid Cash was in that group, and. Um, Mm-hmm. A couple of other like these southern guys, yeah, a whole crew of guys. They, they had their home. They didn't necessarily work, weren't like all buds, but they all like they worked in the same group and same area. Yeah, they were they, they were doing like a lot of grassroots. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean that that was the most interesting part of their book when it came out was oh, I they, loved, they wrote a book years ago. <laughs> you know, it's one of the WWE books. And, and the most fascinating thing was talking. Them talking about pounding the pavement, trying to get sponsors for the group, and yeah. I thought, damn, that's kind of cool seeing guys who just were so passionate about it. They were trying to both wrestle and run the show, and actually, you know, it sounded like they did in a way that's a little more, a little more maturity than a lot of people. Yeah, because so. it, it just it just seemed like something they would do, like you know, like. If you hear these guys talk about stuff, it's like, yeah, those guys would have done something wacky like... Yeah, well, you know, and I, I, I never back, met either of the guys, but when I watched it... A backyard match. <laughs> when I watched it, it looks almost like, like, it seemed like they were having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. You know, and uh, even though I know this is probably just a one-shot deal, I love it when somebody does something different, even if it's something that's not up my alley. Well, yeah, that, that's you the know? thing. I, I, I mentioned right afterwards, I said, this is... Because like, people were like, oh, some people thought this was match like a, a one of the a great match. I go, ah, oh, I think they were just getting carried away with their opinion. But I think as a one match thing, mm-hmm. it worked. If they yes. started doing this all the time, like like if Matt Hardy, if this was Matt Hardy's gimmick where he's going to feud and he wants to end a feud and it ends with him like picking like this weird place, mm-hmm. like I could totally see him like feuding with somebody like in like a 
Chuck E. Cheese or something like that, ending a match in a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, <laughs> something weird because oh he's God. he's so he's so like out there. The character yeah. so out there. Yeah, it works for him. And once every in a blue moon works. Yeah, but like if it becomes something where everybody's doing it, it doesn't make sense. And I'm sure there's. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to like if somebody comes up with something just as weird. If somebody did something just as weird and was kind of just more slightly their different. vision, yeah, their like vision. they based it off what they did, yeah, but but it, it came up like yeah, and the not other, imitating it. And the other thing that was so hilarious was like the the Vanguard one, the little drone that followed it, that was following yes, Jeff yes. Hardy, and then the the, the the dilapidated boat, which is that now, was my favorite. My was it? It's a dilapidated yes, boat. It, it's a dilapidated awesome. boat, and he jumped over into it. Um, it's now got. It has a name now. It's called Skarsgård. <laughs> I think he's naming it after the, was that the, the, the guy who wrote the, the actor. Uh, uh, I don't know. I get it from the actors. Um, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's like a family of Skarsgård. I was confusing with the name of the guy who wrote the girl with a dragon tattoo. I think that might be his name. Was his name like, I think okay. I, that's from. That's where they're from. I I know that's where this. <laughs> I like. I think the vote should just. Still have the name dilapidated. Yeah, the, the I think they made a T-shirt called "It's a Dilapidated Boat." Oh, something. I'll I buy know. one. I'll buy. They one. made a they made a shirt like right afterwards. Um, what was it? I think it was the delete one, but there was um, I I can't. They made. I think they they started making. Oh, the Maxwell when he did um uh the, when he says um the thing about the xylophone. Mm-hmm. When he yes says, yes uh, yes. What an extraordinary <laughs> xylophone or whatever. It is. But I, I like the week afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I even watched TNA for this. This how this how interesting this has gotten. Like I, I'll actually like watch TNA to see if it's on. And they had um, they had um, Matt Hardy come out mm-hmm. and and Rebecca brings out um, what's his name Maxwell in mm-hmm. one of those little kids those pouches. Oh yes, yes. Things. <laughs> and you just see the little kid like, like looking around like what's going on? Why am I <laughs> like? What's daddy doing this time? Oh, yeah. So you see her. The kid's yeah. probably saying, is it my maturity or is dad kind of a child? So you hear her, like you'll hear Rebecca talking mm-hmm. and like the little kid's just like looking oh, at her like, what's going <laughs> on? Like, that's like, The little kid's in the background like just like messing around. Yeah. I got, I got to say thank you for showing me that because that was one of the most refreshing things. It was, it's fun to see people try something new, think outside the box. Yeah. I should have showed you that. It seemed like they were having a good time with it too. I should have showed you the LA Park um, Rush match. But that, was that something that's easy to find? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay, it's on YouTube. I, I do want to see that. Yeah, um, it's funny because I was watching um, SmackDown when you were mm-hmm. when you got here, and they were doing a. Actually, I was changing the channel in between SmackDown and something else, and I was John Cena was ta- um, and AJ Styles were doing an interview, mm-hmm. uh, like they were doing promo, you know, in ring promo. Yes, and it's like. I just kept thinking, man, I'm just glad Rush and Alley Park just get to the point and start getting <laughs> each other up. It's like, come on. Yeah, I that, that's the one thing that keeps me from watching a lot of stuff today is when somebody holds a microphone for too long. Yes, yes. I love when they have the, you know, I'm an old man, so I like yeah. when the bullet points, they tell each other off, and then they tear into each other yeah. or attack it, you know. But, you know, I probably said that a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> Each podcast. A- anything else you want to talk about? No, just that it is really good to be home. It was the perfect kind of vacation where I had a blast, but I think by two days before I started missing the whole scene here. So yeah. So next podcast, what's what's the plan? After anniversary? Before uh, I think probably. I say before the anniversary because okay, I think Triple Mania anniversary. Why don't we 
Yeah, because yeah, we will probably have more information on the anniversary. Yeah, when there's yeah. more on the whole CML. Two, two weeks, weeks then. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Two weeks. That would be good. Superboy when? Yeah. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Well, oh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, so, um, Superboy when? <laughs> you don't know? What? Superboy when interview. Podcast. Oh, yes. We're we way do. overdue. Yeah. Way overdue. Well, actually, no. We did one after, like, anniversary one time. We did one like in September once. Oh, we did, did we? One, yeah, we did one in like June and then one we did in September. Okay, well, uh. We'll do that see. like afterwards. Or we could do that at Once I wrap everything up, you know, the stuff I was telling about this weekend, yeah. once I'm back, uh, let's give them a, a call and let's get another interview. Okay, and, sounds good. Because there's still, even though I've known him for years, there's still. Yeah, we could bug questions. him about everything. We could ask him what he's seen, what he's enjoyed of wrestling. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Tell us about his promoter's point of view. Absolutely. Tell you about the joys. And we should actually ask him to tell weird stories. That you would know? be pretty cool. Because I think he's, he's more open now. Because the last show we did, he was a little more open about doing... Um... And also, he remembers how Hadco Plaza worked. Yeah. We, I mean, he was a little kid, but he still saw how the place operated. And I want to hear stories about him. Like It's so funny. I was listening to the AIW um, mm-hmm. podcast, and they were talking about how um, Steve Payne was in Gimmick. And then Loretto Kid will be in like in gimmick when before the matches start, like before the show starts, like they'll be in the hotel and gimmick. Right, like a meet and greet. No hotel, like no, no, actually, actually, straight from the hotel, it, they it. show up dressed in the gimmick because they're going oh, to the show, like so they don't whisker sack, yeah, so style. they don't, so they don't have to get ready at the show, I guess, yeah. so people can see that they're in gimmick. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was thinking, that's probably something new to them, but over here in LA, I mean, we get that a lot, like even nowadays, like a lot of oh, luchadors. Hell yeah. Luchadors like they'll show up like two hours before the show even starts and they're already in gimmick and it's like yep. 100 degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they're tougher than I am. Yeah, I yeah. It's like, that. why are you guys already wearing your mask? <laughs> Half the people already know what you look like. Why are you like wearing your mask? <laughs> I think the, I think there's maybe like I think of all the wrestlers that I know. I think probably Kayam's the only one I've no. Uh, uh, is the only one I've never seen. I've never man. seen his face. I've never seen his face. He's the only of the local boys local, whose face I've yeah. ever seen. Now, Kayam will kayfabe to the point he keeps his mask on until he gets in the dressing room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I have known them since the late '80s, and not once has I seen a name. Yeah, because even like even the guys from Mexico are starting to be a little looser, not wearing the mask backstage. Yeah, I remember. I yeah, I've seen more of those guys too than that. Well, like I was telling you, when we, we saw Sombra and I pointed him out without a mask. You knew him right yeah, away. Like, you called Sombra. it. That was, that was... Yeah, just that was based off his walk and the, the, the facial hair. That yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so let's shoot for two weeks and uh, it's good to be back. And until then, may the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere. May the left hemisphere short circuit the right hemisphere. And bing, you're there. Isn't that wonderful? See you in two weeks.